Welcome to the Planning Parent Podcast, where we talk to real parents and professionals about solutions and strategies to minimize the hustle and bustle that we parents face daily. This is a place where you will come to listen, learn, and share about all things parenting. I am your host, Krista Hermance. I am a busy mom to two little girls, a wife, an estate planning attorney with a focus on families with minor children, an entrepreneur, scuba diver, and golf hobbyist. My passion is helping families create simplicity and bliss in their everyday lives. Welcome to our show. Today, I am joined with Vanessa Hernandez of Vanessa Family Lab. From the moment our kids come into our lives, there are so many emotions going on. For Vanessa, the journey into motherhood was far from easy. After experiencing multiple miscarriages, a traumatic birth, and postpartum depression, she felt deeply alone. The worst part? She was a trained mental health professional and still struggled to find supportive resources and get the help she needed. After finally getting the support she needed, Vanessa knew she wanted to help other parents thrive. She set aside her work as a psychotherapist so that she could connect with parents on a different level. Now, as a parenting coach, she helps other parents enjoy their parenting journey and build strong connections with their children. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, thank you. Okay, so I I will say that I am very excited to have you on the podcast. Um, like I said, I follow you on Instagram and have been for a while. I think your the, the information that you put out there is just so. I mean, it's so relatable, right? It's things that I see that's going on in my life, and I I I really do enjoy your content. So I'll I'll share it at the end. But just for anybody who's listening at the beginning and want to know, it's Vanessa's Family Lab is Vanessa's Instagram account if you want to make sure to go follow her. So thank you for putting all that that wonderful content out there. That's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to build intentional relationships with our kids. So what does it mean to be intentional about building relationships with our children? Yes. So I love this topic because for me, I'm all about connecting with our children. I'm a mom to a five-year-old, only child. So for me, it's really important to get that connection. So that intentional, think of it more of being more mindful of that relationship that you want to build with your child. What type of relationship do you want? So being that intentional is really thinking about how that relationship looks like. You know, for instance, and think of adult relationship, dating, right? When we date someone, <laughs> we're connecting, we're getting to know their, their interests, their likes, their dislikes, and that's the same with our little ones. Uh, they're tiny humans. So just being mindful of our time that we spent with them, what we're doing with them, and just really being there with them in that moment of connecting throughout the whole day. There's different moments. It's not, it's, we're connecting throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think intentional parenting is, I don't know, I see it a lot more now, right? As, as, as being out there available to parents, because I don't think at least when I was little, you know, this was something that was taught to parents. It was a very different kind of uh, way of kids growing up. Um, and it's so, I, I just find it so fascinating because it's, you know, why wouldn't you want to have these connections with your kids? Why wouldn't you want to be mindful in these relationships? Because they are your children, right? You, you want the best for them and it shouldn't just be this relationship that isn't really a relationship at all, that they're just your kids, like getting to know them at this different level. And I, 
the more I see on social media and on the internet and hear people talking about it, it just, it makes so much more sense that why aren't we doing that with our kids? So I, I, I love this side and I think it is so important, especially building these connections with our kids. So what are some examples of things that you can do um, to connect with them? Maybe like quality time, like what are, what are, what are things like that look like? Yes. So quality time, I call it special time with our children. It's carving out time to spend with them. Mm -hmm. I always say it's the quality versus the quantity. Okay. Um, So how would this look like? Let's talk about quantity. We can be with our child three hours and how long did we really have that connection throughout those three hours? Right. We're busy. (laughs) We're busy mom trying to multitask at the same time and doing things. So out of those three hours, we might be connecting about 15 minutes, to be honest, because we're on the phone, we're doing chores. So the quality time is, if it's five minutes, but those five minutes, meaning like their quality, undivided attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell my parents that who are starting off is like, do you have five minutes, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. start off slow. So how this looks like is you carve out that time doing your day. For instance, my son gets home. I'll use myself as an example. <laughs> my son gets home. When he gets in the car, I do not talk about school at all. Don't ask about his school. I just more ask, just let him calm down. <laughs> just let him have his time settle down. Then I know our time could be after dinner where I'm getting ready. We're getting ready for bed. So we carve out 10 minutes. I carve out 10 minutes, 15 minutes to play a game, book, something that he wants to do. The connection is something that your child wants to do. You want to engage in their interest. Mm -hmm. So this also means you put the phone away, no TV, no distractions. Um, So it's that 10 minutes of just you and your child together playing something that they want to play. And this is also the time that I tell parents, this is not a time to educate, right? A lot of times is maybe they're reading a book and they said a word the wrong way and where they're correcting them. But at that time, it's just let it be. Let's just follow your child's lead. He's coming up with a story and join in that story. Um, So that's what I mean, just engage in their interest. Okay. So one of the things that I think is really important is how, how do you plan it in your schedule? For myself, I am a very busy mom. My schedule pretty much controls, you know, what's going on, what we're doing. How do you recommend that I build in that quality time, that special time with my kids? Great question. (laughs) So the way, and this is where that intentional relation comes in. You're being intentional of your time. So it's really looking at your mm-hmm. schedule and finding where you can find those five minutes, you know, maybe before bedtime. How is that schedule before bedtime? Is there space in there where you can have like five minutes to connect? It's planning ahead. Obviously you want to plan your day ahead. It's like you're scheduling an appointment, a doctor's appointment, a haircut, appointment. You're, you're scheduling an appointment with, with your children, just like you do with dates. Right? I like that because my kids love playing games right? They love playing games. And if I can just, you know, on days where we're not getting home at 730 because we had a softball game and it's going to, you know, it's late and we're already getting them to bed late. It's, 
having that time, that extra time when it's just, you know, we have dinner at a reasonable time. And then I plan accordingly about when I start bedtime, that if I have that extra time in there that we could play a game together, they would love that. Right. And, you know, that's one thing I I've noticed just really recently is how much I love watching my kids laugh and have fun. Like it is just one of like the most heartwarming things as a mom or as a parent to just see how happy they are. Right. Because that is like that it's the best feeling to me. You know, that's, that's the thing that lifts you up. Like if you're ever feeling bad, I recommend to anybody is just picture your kids laughing. Right. It just really warms your heart. I think when you, when you think of it that way. Okay. So I'm going to add games into my nighttime thing with my kids. They're going to love it. Um, And for anybody listening, we'd love to hear how you're adding in these little things because, you know, you don't need to have these elaborate plans, right? I'm sure a lot of people, they don't do this because they get so caught up in the logistics of it, right? Do you see that as a parenting coach? Yes, I see that. And then in other ways, you can also connect. And when I did mention, like, you're, there's there's many ways to connect. So you might not have, like, one day, you might not have those five minutes to do a game, right? But dinner time, you can use dinner time as just connecting and asking questions. How was your day? What was one good thing about your day? What was one good bad thing or one thing that you didn't like about your day? That's another way of connecting, that intentional connection, having that communication, or even even in the car, what songs you want to listen to, or any jokes today. It's and that's another way of connecting and being intentional about those moments. Because yeah, I'm a busy mom too, and my son is busy during the week. But then I know like the days that he doesn't have a sport or an activity, then I choose those days to do something or Fridays. Fridays is our fun day. We can do go out to eat or have him choose where he wants to eat. Have a movie night. So planning those ahead of time. So what about if you have multiple children? How do parents that have multiple children build connections with each child? Because I I have that struggle because I have two little girls and you know, they all want my attention. And if I'm doing something with one, the other one is getting jealous and then trying to interject. And so it's hard, right, to be able to, to make them both feel special in their own way. How do you do it for two or more? For two? Yes. (laughs) That's a great question too. And something I did forgot to mention earlier is when you do have those special times or undivided attention with your children, you want to name it something. This is your special time. So I always recommend having those two different times and letting your children know, hey, you know, you're going to have your own time and you're having your own time and these are your days, letting them know ahead of time. Um, and also if you're like connecting us all, if you're connecting with your girls together, one interrupts, right? <laughs> you can say, yes, I, I know you have something important to say too. Your sister was talking first, let's let her finish and then you can go because I also want to hear what you have to say. It's important what you have to say too. So it's also a lot of communication and letting them know like, I hear you, but you know, sister's talking and then you'll have your turn. It, it goes also when they're asking you for your, their attention, right? Mommy, mommy, come see what I did and you're in the middle of cooking and you can't leave. That's another way of, okay, you're so excited to show me what you just built. And I want to see it. Give me five minutes so I can finish cooking here. 
and then I will go. Yep, that sounds familiar. That 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 sounds <laughs> yeah. familiar. Um, my kids every every time they're outside, they learn you know fifty new tricks that they have to show me every single one of them. So um, it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle with that and 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 being able to uh, to cook dinner and be out there for them at the same time. So. How does the parent's feeling impact the relationship with the child? Yes, and building our relationship with our children, connecting, is if we are not feeling okay, if we're feeling stressed out, frustrated, Mm -hmm. the reality is that it will be hard for us to be mindful. It will be hard for us to be intentional with connecting with our children. Another thing with children is, they, they know what's up. They feel everything. If you're stressed out, most likely your child might feel stressed out. There might be more tantrums. They might not listen because then they're mirroring your level, your voice, your nonverbal language. So that's how it's also Im- impacting your child's mood. And then it's hard for us to be there present with them. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that with myself. If I'm frustrated or, you know, in a negative sense, I can see my kids acting that way too, because they're responding to how I'm acting. I mean, you can't be positive every second of every day, right? Um, And I think it's really just how you react to certain things and take some time for yourself um, to be able to then kind of reset so you can be in a better, better mood for your kids. And I see this so much more now. I think it's just because as I've kind of started on this path of learning about intentional parenting, um, it's how we react in situations, right? Mm -hmm. Are we going to have a negative reaction to things? Are we going to try and learn from that reaction Mm -hmm. and kind of put a positive aspect on it and how we then speak with our children? right? Is it a yelling situation? Or if we're able to calm down a bit more, then maybe it's really like talking to somebody. Um, because I, I mean, just like you said, they're they're little people, right? They're, they're people that we want to get to know. We want them to trust us. And I think building that relationship is so important to build that trust, right? Just because they're our kids doesn't mean they have to trust us. I mean, there's nothing that says that's, you know, that's a law that they have to do that. And it's the same thing with, you know, any relationship. So it's, you know, it, it should be one of the most important, I think. Okay. So looking at pasts, how does a parent's own past affect how they relate to their child? So where do I start? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just our relationship that we had with our parents, any trauma that we had growing up, mm-hmm. how parents, how, you know, our parents reacted to our own feelings can also impact that. For example, like if, you know, you, if your parent wasn't affectionate, you, you don't know how. So then it will be hard to be affectionate to your children, right? So also then that's where that intentional comes in. Knowing how your past was, what things do you want to change? And knowing that you'll be more aware when you are connecting with your children. If you had past trauma, you know, that also can come into effect like I I see a lot with parents who have been abused they're overprotected the helicopter parents you know and I don't blame them they want to be there for their children but then again there's also that fear of something happening and that can also project into that relationship of being too careful so that's what I mean by um, 
you know, just your own relationship with your parents can impact that. Well, I think it, it's also, I mean, that's such a great point is looking back to what we were like growing up, right? As us as kids, because that's what we know, yes. right? And I think, I think as long as we understand that and we can see just how we grew up and now that we have our own children is, do we want it to be the same? as how we grew up, were we happy with how that was? Or are there things maybe that we want to change about it? Mm-hmm. Right. And this is this is where the intentional comes in. And this is where I think it's so important is we have the ability to make the changes. Right. If we want to have a different relationship with our kids than our parents had with us, we have the ability to change it. You as the parent can do whatever you want to do to have that relationship and to build that trust and to have that, to build that relationship with your children, especially if it wasn't something that you enjoyed as a child, yes. right? If there were things that you want to do. And, and that's very important. Can I share a story that happened a couple Absolutely. weeks? Absolutely. And I was sharing with a friend that my son, he was so excited that he had some stories that he, he did at school and he wanted to sell them. He's into business. <laughs> he wanted to sell them. And he's like, I'm going to take them to church and sell them. But then my own fears creeped in. And I was, I caught on. I was trying to be like, no, I want them. I want to save them for myself. But it was my fears that I wanted to protect my child. Like, you know, well, it's not perfect. He's just learning how to write. But then I caught myself. I was like, no, those are my issues, my fears that I don't want to instill in my child. So I let him be I'm like, Vanessa, just let him do it. And I did. But that's what he means, like making the changes and being aware when those triggers come up, your thoughts, and where it can interfere with your parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'd like to finish up with any words of wisdom for our parents listening. So any tips that you can offer on how to go about this process, right? If I... Because if, you know, as I look at it, I don't think you can be a hundred percent all the time. And so what are, what are those tips that will help us get there? If you need a break, take, take a deep breath on the days that you're feeling frustrated or stressed out, overwhelmed, you don't have to react right away. Just take a deep breath. Let your child know, I will give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Mama needs five minutes of a break, a breather. Then you can come back and react. Don't, don't react right away. I always say connect first, then, then you can correct the situation. Um, that's one tip. <laughs> Another tip is just communicating, you know, communication with your kids. I mean, it's like, it's like any relationship. I, um, you know, it's like setting our children up for how they're going to be successful adults, mm-hmm. right? And, and, ha- and building those relationships and communication, I think, in any relationship, whether it's, you know, friends or family or work, is having that communication aspect. And so I, I think that's huge. It's a great point. Um, I think that's that's good. And I will tell you mine, because mine are five and almost five and seven, and they will hold me to any number that I give them. If it's give me a second, well, it's a second and you and I they will be there in a second. If I tell them five minutes, they will time it down to the to the five minute mark that whatever time limit. And I don't know if it's just as a kid thing, but they are they are all about 
what those numbers are and acting as soon as, as soon as I give them those numbers. So, um, you know, it's a teaching thing too, right? They're working on counting and telling time. So, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, kids are fun and I think it's just, it's such a, it's such a different way, um, than at least how I was raised. Right. And I think a lot of people are in a similar situation that we can just, you know, we can do better and we should always be trying. Yeah. Just remembering that, you know, they're little kids, but they understand, they hear everything they feel as they know, they know what's up and having that trusting communication with them. You know, it's just making them know that they're important. And by doing that is taking the time to stop, look at them and listen to what they have to say. You might not agree with what they're saying, but as long as you're allowing them to speak and express how they're feeling for them to know like you are there, you're listening to them. Yeah. Put, put the phone down. Yes. Put the phone down. Listen to them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Put the phone down and listen to them. Look them in the eye. Yes, I, I mean, I do that, right? And my daughter calls me out. Mine does too. And as soon as she says it, I know, put my phone down and I listen with my full attention. So, okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Vanessa. I truly appreciate it. Um, So where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Vanessa's Family Lab and then Facebook too. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Yes. On Facebook too. Yes. And like I said, I follow Vanessa on Instagram. Um, We'll make sure to link all her contact details in the show notes so you can go follow her too and get some really just great parent coaching, right? Things that you're going to see in your everyday life um, that I think is applicable to a lot of families. So thank you for all you do, Vanessa. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for the Planning Parent Podcast please make sure to subscribe, rate, write a review, and share our podcast. Please check the show notes for resources and all the ways to connect with us, including joining our community on Facebook at The Planning Parent and follow us on Instagram at The Planning Parent. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and got some great solutions and strategies to help you achieve the simplicity and bliss you deserve. And remember, take a deep breath. You do matter. You're doing a great job.